to come today with another one of these judgments, and that is the judgment of nations. Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. And they're going to be gathered together in the valley of Jehoshaphat, in the book of Joel, the third chapter. For behold, in those days, and at that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. So that will be when the Lord comes to the earth. I will also gather all nations, and I will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, that the nations be awakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all nations round about. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, a man who was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today, and will be true tomorrow. As you listen, you can expect the Word of the Living God to encourage, challenge, and comfort you. We live in difficult times, but we can expect our God to provide answers to the big questions in your life through His Word. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Apostle Paul announced in Acts chapter 17, verse 31, that God is now declaring to all men everywhere that they should repent. Why? Because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has approved, raising him from the dead. And who is that man? Well, Paul was referring to Jesus Christ being raised from the dead to be the judge of the world. And our Lord Jesus Christ is coming in glory. He will sit on his glorious throne, and he will judge the nations as nations, separating the sheep from the goats. He will judge them according to their compassion or their neglect of his people, Israel. So Dr. Mitchell now declares the truth of God's judgment of the nations of the earth. And he starts in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. And you're listening to the unchanging word, Bible broadcast. Thank you. Good day, friends. Again, it is our joy to come to you. And we're giving a very simple series on the judgments of God. Uh, we've been following through some of these very fundamental things that every Christian should know. And as I said at the very beginning of this brief study, there is not such a thing in the Bible as a general judgment when believers and unbelievers are standing before God to be judged. We have where God has already judged the sins of his people at the cross. God is dealing with his people now when it comes to the question of our daily walk. And then we spent time on the question of God judging 
and rewarding his people or the works of his people. And I want to come today with another one of these judgments, and that is the judgment of nations. And I'm turning to the, to the book of Matthew, chapter 25. Matthew, chapter 25, starting at verse 31. Now, we need to mark this one very carefully. Matthew 25, starting at verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry, and fed thee? or thirsty, and give you a drink? When saw we, you a stranger, and took you in, or naked, and clothed you? When did we see you sick, or in prison, and came unto you? And the king shall answer, and say to them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then, of course, you have the opposite with respect to the goats. Now, you'll notice there is no resurrection in this chapter with respect to the nations. This is something that takes place on earth. When the Son of Man comes in his glory with all his holy angels with him, he shall sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations. And they're going to be gathered together in the valley of Jehoshaphat. In the book of Joel, allow me to read this, in the book of Joel, for the third chapter, for behold in those days and at that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. So that will be when the Lord comes to the earth. I will also gather all nations and I will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. And they have cast lots for my people, and have given a boy for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they might drink. And he goes on down through to verse 11. Assemble yourselves and come all you nations and gather yourselves together round about. Thither cause thy mighty ones to come down, O Lord. Let the nations be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all nations round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near. 
in the valley of indecision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened. The stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall shake, but the Lord shall be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall you know that I am Jehovah your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no strangers pass through her any more. Now, I have I've read this from Joel chapter 3. You'll notice he's talking about the nations. He's going to judge the nations in the valley of Jehoshaphat when he comes to the earth to reign. It might be well for me to suggest this. In the, in the purpose of God, God's program, the next thing that God will do with respect to the earth will be to take his church from this scene, commonly known as the translation of the church, the rapture of the church. You'll read of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 51 on. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That is, we shall not all die but we shall all be changed in the moment and the twinkling of an eye. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We shall all be changed. In Thessalonians chapter 4, the Lord's going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, that's the next thing on God's program. Following that will be the time of the great tribulation spoken of uh, in Matthew chapter 24, spoken of in uh, Revelation chapter 7, and spoken of in Joel chapter 2, in, in Zephaniah chapter 1. One could go through the passages concerning this. The time of the judgments of God upon the earth. At the end, at the end of the tribulation period, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come. He's going to come in his glory. He's going to come with his holy angels. And they'll be gathered before him all the nations of the earth. And he's going to bring them into the valley of Jehoshaphat. And there he is going to plead with them concerning his people Israel. That's why I read uh, in verse 40 when he said, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. That's why in Joel chapter 3, I will gather all nations, I'll bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel. Now, I, I recognize that today we have a situation in the world where Israel and the trouble in the Near East and I'm sure that all the, the whole world is focused not so much on Vietnam, but my friend, the place to watch is not Vietnam or Southeast Asia. The place to watch is the Near East. Here, after 1900 years, we find Israel is a nation again. We have in certain countries anti-Semitism. We have those who are opposed to the nation Israel. We have some nations today would like to get rid of Israel. They'd like to push it into the sea and, and liquidate the whole nation, which, of course, is an impossible thing. 
for you can't explain Israel apart from the living God. What nation has been scattered among the nations of the earth for 1,900 years and then being regathered, and there's still Jews and there's still Israel? Now, I'm well aware of the fact they're not all there. I know that, for example, there are over 6 million Jewish people in, in America. There are approximately 3 million Jews in Russia and Poland, and they're scattered throughout the earth. There's nearly 3 million in the land itself. But nevertheless, there's a move of God. When I think, for example, of the Yemenite Jews who have left Yemen and have come to Israel, and as far as I know, there were are none left in Yemen. Approximately 50,000 were flown to Israel, and they came out of Yemen, having been there for possibly approximately 2,500 years. But they're still Jews you would think in 2,500 years they would be assimilated among the nations of the earth. No. They're Jews. And they're back in their land, in Messiah's land. And God is working these days. If I were teaching prophecy, which I don't intend to, but I must say this, to make the thing clear, that after the church of Christ is taken away and the Lord judges his people and rewards them. Then he begins to deal with the nations of the earth. He deals with them as nations. And the result is at the end of the tribulation period when our Lord comes, and then the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. Our Lord's going to come as you have it in chapter 24 of Matthew, for we read, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, the stars shall fall from heaven, the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, for they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. And in 25, when he comes with his angels, he will gather before him all nations. We remember this. In Revelation chapter 1, for example, verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also who pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall mourn because of him. That's why when you come to Revelation chapter 6, at the end of the chapter, we read the chief captains and the kings and every mighty man, every bondman, every free man shall cry for the rocks and the mountains to hide them from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? And rather remarkable, if I may inject this, in the book of Revelation, our Lord is called the Lamb of God 27 times. People are going to be judged in the presence of the Lamb of God. And when he comes to the earth to reign, when he comes as the judge, they're going to be amazed to find that the one who is going to be the judge over the nations, the prince of the kings of the earth, is none other than Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who came to put away their sin by the sacrifice of himself. And having spurned Jesus Christ as Savior, they must meet him as judge. 
It is true of nations. Again, may I remind you, in Matthew 24 and 25, there's no resurrection here. These are nations on the face of the earth. In fact, in fact, I want to say to you, my friend, today that the whole, the whole, all the nations of the earth today, the whole world, is fast preparing for the coming of the man of sin, the Antichrist, who is going to demand worship, and the nations of the earth will acclaim him as their leader. They will defy the God of heaven and say, who can make war with the beast? As you have it in chapter 13 of Revelation. And then when the Lord does come with his holy angels coming in his glory, I can understand that they shall mourn because of him. All the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, the one whom they spurned, the one whom they ridiculed. is the one who's going to be their judge. Sometimes I wonder about America. There is no nation of the earth that has been so blessed materially and every other way like this land. And we take so much for granted. And we're turning our backs on the living God. And thank you. Do you think for one moment that we shall not come as a nation under the judgment of God? My friend, be careful about this question of what you do with Israel. I tremble, and I said very bluntly, I tremble if our country turns on Israel. For God is going to judge the nations with respect to what they have done with Israel. That's what you have in the book of Joel. That's what you have in Matthew chapter 25. Their treatment of the nation Israel is going to be the ground for their judgment. And the result is going to be the nations that will be permitted as nations to go into the, kind, into the, into the kingdom. Because, you know, we're going to have nations in the kingdom. In the millennial reign of Christ, he's going to have nations to rule. And Israel's going to be the leading nation in that time as you have in the prophet Isaiah. You remember when the nations will call, the Gentile nations will call the Jewish people priests unto God, the ministers of God. And the nations that will be permitted as nations to go into the millennial reign of Christ will be the nations that have befriended the Jew, the people of Israel, God's earthly people. It is true and I, I must say this, because someone's going to ask the question. In Romans chapter 11, it says, All Israel shall be saved. Does that mean every Jew is going to be saved? No. No. At the end of the tribulation period, every Jew on earth that is left will be saved. God's going to reserve 144,000 of the Jews. He's going to purge out of Israel all her rebels. This is what you have in Ezekiel chapter 20. God's going to purge out of Israel her rebels. In Zechariah 13, he says, I'm going to cut two-thirds of you off and bring the one-third through the fire. And they will say, Jehovah said, can you? Jehovah, our righteousness. You see, there's going to be a change. But let me come back to it. God is going to judge the nations for their treatment of Israel and the nations that will be obliterated. 
are the nations that have opposed Israel. In fact, if I were following that through, I would say, for example, uh, the king of the north, Russia, is going to come under the special judgment of God because of its hatred for Christ and its hatred for the Jew. And I just plead with you Christians to pray that our nation will never, never, never turn against the Jew. He is still God's earthly people. You see, well, there's so many that are obnoxious. I don't care what you say, my friend. You better leave them with God. He's going to do the purging. He's going to cut out the rebels. But it's high time we Christians realized God's purpose. And God's purpose for this age is coming to an end. We are living, my friend, at the very end of this age. And the Lord Jesus Christ may come today for his own people. There's not a thing in the scriptures that I know of that would hinder the Lord coming for his people today. According to Acts chapter 15, our God is gathering out a people for his name. After this is done, he's going to regather Israel. He's going to restore the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. He's going to build up the ruins thereof that the rest of the Gentiles might seek after God. And Israel will be the witnesses of God to the nations of the earth. They will be restored to their privilege of being God's witnesses, as you have it in Isaiah 43. So I just leave that with you today. May I give a personal word? If I'm talking to anybody listening in today, friend, may I say, God today is dealing with individuals. He's not dealing with the nations. He's dealing with individuals. And we are still living in the day of grace when God is gathering people irrespective of color or tongue. He's saving people and through his son, Jesus Christ, makes them a member of the body of Christ, gives them eternal life, and you will be ready for the translation of the church if you have put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. And remember, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. I can't guarantee that the Lord will not come today he may come. Are you ready for his coming? If the Lord should come now, would you be caught up to meet the Lord in the air? Or would you be left to go through the judgments of God? God grant every one of you listening to my voice have taken Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior. He's saving individuals. He's saving sinners now. When he comes in his glory, he's going to come as a judge. The day of grace will be over. Oh, friend, he is saying to you, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Why not come and enjoy him now? Could we with ink the ocean fill? 
And were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study today. Write to us with your comments and your prayer requests to the Unchanging Word, P.O. Box 398, Dallas, Oregon, 97338. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word Radio Broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.